the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hello and welcome as we lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley Rutherford. I'm Kyle Welch. This program is part of an outreach ministry from Shepherd Church located in Los Angeles, California. Everything we do at Shepherd is based around John 3.14 that teaches us to lift up the name of Jesus that the world might believe. We want to come alongside you in your journey with God and help you become stronger in your faith so you can better serve Jesus and share him with others. Our pastor is Dudley Rutherford, and we join him right now with his message for us today. Now, in our text today, you're going to see a battle between the Spirit of God and the law of God. The law of God, everybody say the law of God. That's the Old Testament. That's uh, all the rules and regulations of the Old Testament. Then you have what's called the Spirit of God. That's the New Testament, all right? That's grace. I could sum the entire New Testament up in one word. It would be the word Jesus, all right? So there's this struggle between the Old and the New Testament. I want to speak to you on this subject, to veil or not to veil. So take your Bibles and turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 3. And I want to tell you a story that Paul, as he writes, he goes back to a story that did take place in the Old Testament. And it's a supernatural moment in time with Moses. It was where the Israelites had been in bondage in Egypt for 400 years. And God used Moses to deliver 1.5 million Hebrews out of Egypt and began that process of leading them to the promised land, the land we know today is the land of Israel. But Moses is leading the children of Israel, and they stop for a while, and there's a mountain, and God is up on that mountain. So Moses, you know the story, you should know the story, he, he goes up the mountain to meet with God. And while he's up there on top of the mountain, uh, God takes his finger, and he, he writes out and carves out on tablets of stone, what we know today is the Ten Commandments. And he hands these commandments to Moses, and he says, Moses, go hand those to the people. And while he's coming down the mountain, the Bible says that his face was like glowing like the sun, like you couldn't even look at it, all right? So as he's coming down the mountain, the people are looking at him, his face is just glowing, and they can't even look. So Moses, according to the Bible, he gets what's called a veil. Now, a veil is basically just a scarf or handkerchief of some sort. The question is why? Why did he put the veil over his face? For two reasons. Number one, write this down. His face was too bright. Moses came down off that mountain after being in the presence of God. His face was glowing. But the second reason, this is very important, and everyone skips over this. His glory, that brightness, was fading. 
You say, well, why, if it was fading, would he continue to wear the veil if it was fading? It was because he didn't want the people to know it was fading. Whenever he got near to God, his face would begin to glow from just being in the presence of God. But whenever he left the presence of God and he made his way down the mountain and he got further and further away from God, no longer in God's presence, the glory would fade. So we come to chapter 3. There's this battle between the Old and the New Covenant. Paul wants the people to know, you think, you think that Moses' face glowing was something amazing? He said, let me tell you something even more amazing than that. Number one, write this down in your notes. That the ministry of the Spirit of the Lord is even more glorious than what you saw when you saw Moses' face. And when you see in the Bible where it says it's more glorious, the word glorious means that it's superior. Paul wants the church to know how much greater, how much superior is the glory that you receive when you receive the Spirit of God that doesn't fade, it never fades, that it lasts forever. The Bible talks about how your body is the temple and God puts his spirit, his presence that comes to live inside and dwells within that temple so that wherever you go, you're always in the presence of God, always. And his first point is that the glory of the new covenant is greater than the glory of the old covenant. The second point, write this down, only in Christ is that veil taken away. I will tell you what happened to almost every single person in this room who decided for the first time, and many people do this, they say, I've never read the Bible. I think I'm going to read the whole Bible just so I can say I read through the whole Bible. And I'm going to start with the very first book, the book of Genesis, chapter 1, verse 1, and I'm going to read through the whole Bible. And it's pretty good. And then you turn the page and you come to Exodus. And then Leviticus. And then you read the book of Numbers. And then you just quit reading. It's what 99 out of 100 of you did. Why? Because there's no joy. It's just rules and regulations. And then just, just, just reading it. Just reading it. Not, you're not even doing it. You're just reading it weighs you down. It's like an anchor. It's oppressive. And you realize that no one could keep all those rules. Especially you. <laughs> and then one day, you got to the New Testament. And it dawned on you that Jesus is the fulfillment of all of those Old Testament scriptures and all of those Old Testament laws. And when you get to Jesus, that veil is removed that the, that the law is not what saves, but Jesus is what saves. And it's so refreshing. And then you read that story in Matthew chapter 27 where Jesus, the, the sinless sacrifice, He dies on the cross, and the Bible tells us in Matthew 27 when he says the words, it is finished, and he breathes his last breath, and he dies, that in the temple, 
that there was a veil that kept all of us out of the Holy of Holies where God lived. And the Bible says that when Jesus died, that that veil was torn in two, thus allowing all of us to now be able to live in the presence of an almighty God. Oh. The veil, I want you to write this down. The veil is really anything that keeps you from knowing God completely. I mean, some of you here today, your veil is the fact that you're trusting in your good works to get you to heaven. And you believe if you do enough good deeds that somehow God's just going to let you in. And so that's your whole life. Your whole uh, religious belief system is built on you just every day getting up and doing good things. That will wear you out. Some of you, your veil is thinking that it's not possible to know God. It's just God is too big and too great and too powerful, too far away. And that here on earth, that we, no, no one ever really knows God. Some people don't even believe there is a God. That's your veil. That, that's what's keeping you. You don't even believe that there's a God. Maybe it's your doubts or your fears. Some of you, you're holding on to something and you're so focused on something that you can't even see God because you're just so wrapped up in something that's temporary, but you don't even know that it's temporary and you miss the eternal. The bottom line, according to verse 16, that salvation only happens when someone turns to Jesus. And only in Christ can the veil be removed. Number three, write this down. The Spirit of the Lord. Don't forget you've got the law of God and you've got the Spirit of the Lord. It's the Spirit, not the law. It's the Spirit that brings freedom. And the Bible says in verse 17, now the Lord is the Spirit. And wherever the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. That word in the Greek, eleutherea, means liberty. You write that down. Liberty. That's the ability. We know what that word liberty is because we live in the United States of America. It's the word that means to live your life without constraints. That's what makes this country great is that you're able to live without being enslaved. Although we're becoming enslaved more and more in this country. If you ever make the jump, if you ever decide you're no longer going to live according to the Old Testament law, and you're never going to, again, understand that you're going to live underneath all those rules and all those regulations and all those animal sacrifices and having to be uh, circumcised and having to be condemned by the fact that you can't keep those laws, and you ever make the jump from that over to the Spirit of the Lord, and you become a Christian, And you understand now grace and forgiveness and peace and freedom, you will feel as though you just got out of jail is what you'll feel like. There are people who say, I don't want to become a Christian because you all have too many rules, too many regulations, too many stipulations. your to-do list is too long for me. Why? If I become a Christian, I won't have any fun anymore. 
So they reject Christ, thinking that he is going to keep them from having fun. But ladies and gentlemen, I want you to know that Christ is the one that frees you. He's the one that liberates you from your past. He frees you from that which binds you. He delivers you from your addictions. He cleanses you from your sin. He releases you from your debt and your guilt of sin. The very opposite is true before you meet Jesus, before you know Jesus, before you love Jesus, you are currently living in bondage to the things of this world. You are tied to your past. You are chained to your sin. You're being choked by your addictions. You're in bondage to this world and the ways of this world, and you don't even know it. And if you give your life to Christ... He will free you from all that, and then you'll be able to live life as life is supposed to be lived. Notice again that verse, chapter 3, verse 17, Paul says, the Lord is, is, he's not a law, he's not a rule. He's not a regulation. He's the Spirit. And wherever the Spirit is, there is freedom. Jesus said these words in John 8, verse 34. Jesus replied, I tell you the truth, that everyone who sins, now hear this, everyone who sins, you are a slave to that sin. You don't even know that you're enslaved. You, 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 some of you, you can't go one day without your drug, without your alcohol, without whatever that sin is. And there, you, again, you don't know that you're enslaved to it. Becoming a Christian, if you become a Christian, it's not a burden. It's not hard. It's not burdensome. God actually frees you from everything this world is trying to enslave you with. He said, I tell you the truth, everyone who sins becomes a slave to that sin. Ladies and gentlemen, we need to understand that. Then he said in verse 36, so if the Son sets you free, so he's not really going to free me from, if the Son sets you free, Jesus said, you will be free indeed. Don't question, don't doubt God's ability to free you from every addiction through the blood and power of Jesus Christ. Point number four. We are being transformed. Everybody say transformed. Into his what? His likeness. Now, now this here is the good stuff. This is the good stuff. Look what he says in verse 18. This, This might be one of the most important verses in the whole bible and you're here today to hear this verse we who with unveiled and how does the veil come off only in christ so he's talking about people that are in christ and you're no longer underneath the laws and the rules and the regulation of the old testament but you have found your freedom in christ he says we who with unveiled faces all of us reflect 
It's like a mirror that it's just, just when you look in a mirror, a mirror reflects all of us who are saved, who have unveiled faces living in Christ, all of us like a mirror, we reflect the Lord's what? Glory. And when you see the word glory, it, it, you can replace and put the word character. We, we reflect the Lord's character. Just like when Moses went up on that mountain and he was in the presence of God, his face was like a mirror that reflected as he came down off that mountain, it reflected the glory and the character of the God, the holy God that he'd been in the presence in when he went up on that mountain. So all we who with unveiled faces, all of us, we reflect the Lord's character. We are being transformed into his likeness. Oh, don't lose this next line. With ever increasing glory. When Moses came down off that mountain, his glory was fading because he was walking away from the presence of God. But when we have our veil removed and we are in Christ, all of us reflect the glory of the Lord. We're being transformed into his likeness with ever increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the spirit, of course, who lives within us. And I love the New Living Translation. Look at these words of this verse. As the Spirit of the Lord works within us, we become more and more and more and more and more like Him, and we reflect His glory more and more and more. That's the goal. The Spirit of the Lord that is within you is transforming you into being just like Jesus Christ, and wherever you go, you are reflecting the glory and the character of God And that glory is increasing. It never fades as a child of God. The Spirit of God in you transforms you into the likeness and the character of Christ. There's a difference between being a believer and being a disciple. Do not leave here today until you understand the difference. A believer is someone who has the knowledge and the faith, and they believe that Jesus died, that Jesus was buried, and that Jesus resurrected. But being a believer, big difference between saying, yeah, I believe all that, and becoming a disciple of Christ. A disciple is someone who every day of their life they get up and they want to become more like Christ. They want to talk like Christ and walk like Christ and act like Christ. You can believe and come in here in a few moments. You can leave and nothing's really changed about you. That's, that's why you confuse people that are out in the world. You call yourself a Christian? Yeah, I believe. There's a difference between believing and becoming a Christ follower. Becoming someone who understands that God placed His Spirit inside of you, and that that Spirit every day is in the process of transforming you and turning you in into the character and the integrity of the Lord Jesus Christ Himself. It's the, it's the Spirit of Christ. It's the Spirit of God. It is Christ in spirit form who lives within you, 
and it doesn't happen overnight. Sometimes it's a process, but it's a, it's a, it's a daily, weekly, monthly, yearly process of every day. You are becoming more and more like Jesus Christ. And the more you become like Jesus Christ, the more you reflect his character to those who are watching. I heard a true story of a woman who went to a diet center. She wanted to lose some weight and get in shape, and so the director took her over to a full-length mirror and made her stand right in front of it. And the director took a marker and on the mirror outlined a thinner figure and told her, this is what I want you to be at the end of our program. So weeks of intense dieting and exercise followed every day the woman would stand in front of the mirror discouraged because her bulging outline didn't fit the director's goal but eventually she didn't quit she kept at it and after a lot of exercise and a lot of good dieting she finally stood in front of that mirror and conformed to the longed-for image. Stay with me. Our idea is Christ. And when you put yourself next to his perfect character, it reveals how out of shape we all are. Being transformed into Christ's image, it takes a while. You have to accept Christ and his presence and his spirit you have to begin to develop a relationship with him. You begin to fall in love with him. You understand that he's walking with you and he begins to shape you and he begins to mold you. And after a period of time, you look up one day and all of a sudden you are reflecting the image of Christ. And his glory begins to shine through you and that glory will shine through you forever and ever and ever. It's a glory that never fades. Write this down. You got to make sure you're saved. You got to make sure you're in Christ. All right. If you're not saved, you got to start there. Come today and give your life to Christ. Make sure you've surrendered to Christ. You're not just a believer, but that you want to be a disciple and you're going to surrender to him. Number three, make sure you get in the scriptures. Study God's Word, read it every day, come to church, get involved in life group, keep your nose in the Bible. And number four, allow the Spirit of God to sanctify you. It's a blessing for us to bring this program to you every day. We exist only by our faithful partners who support us through their prayers and financial gifts. If Pastor Dudley's message has been a blessing to you, we would like to encourage you to consider joining in partnership with us so we can continue to be here every day to bless others with this important ministry. Your gifts, whether large or small, are greatly appreciated and go directly to help keep us on the air. You can find out more about supporting us by calling our toll-free number, 888-818-4777. That number again is 888 818 4777. We have operators standing by and ready to take your call. You can also support us by going to our website, liftupjesus.com forward slash reach. That address again is liftupjesus.com forward slash and then the word reach. 
If you're like me, you've discovered there are some books in the Bible that are not always easy to navigate through. Like, for instance, the book of Proverbs. Proverbs contains 31 chapters and can be very daunting to go through if you are looking for a specific topic. That's why Pastor Dudley has created the perfect resource to help you with the book of Proverbs. It's called Proverbs in a Haystack, and it is our special offer for everyone listening today. Proverbs in a Haystack removes the challenge of searching through the book of Proverbs. It has over 2,000 topics that easily cross-reference to the exact chapter and verse you are looking for. This invaluable resource can be yours right now for a gift of any size to the Lift Up Jesus radio ministry. You can receive your copy of Proverbs in a Haystack by calling us at 888-818-4777. That number again is 888-818-4777. You can also order this book directly from our website, liftupjesus.com. That address again is liftupjesus.com. We know you will be blessed by this unique resource created exclusively by Pastor Dudley. So be sure to call right now and ask for your copy of Proverbs in a Haystack today. I'm Kyle Welch, inviting you to join us tomorrow at this same time as we again lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley.